fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. What's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, August 12th, 2015. This is episode 162 of the Hotbox. Matt Lee here. Nathan Betts joining us from Clarkston, Washington. What's going on, Nathan? Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Good, man. Good to have you back. Uh, we did a, a quick episode interview a few days ago. You guys caught that with Molly from Highly Perspective. What's, what's her website? I should have that right here. Highly Devoted. I keep wanting to say Highly Perspective for some reason, but Molly Peckler, she's from HighlyDevoted.com. She's the cannabis dating coach, pretty much. So Ooh, I know. That's I was like, hello, if anyone needs some advice on dating or marriage or whatever, uh, using cannabis as a tool to ease your arguments or whatever. Like yeah. she's she's got the the background in psychology and then the the cannabis uh, knowledge. So definitely check that out. And she's giving Hotbox fans twenty five percent off if you mention the Hotbox. So uh, uh, I love that. And then also, like I mentioned on the last episode, we gave away the two Vuber Atlas pens. So those who were notified should be getting those this week. Very exciting. I'm still loving mine with the globe attachment. So Nathan. What? Yes, sir. What was that video? First of all, that you sent me more great okay, the, city council footage. The short one. Yes. The short, the and forty-second me... uh, clip is um, there's a gal that uh, so at every single meeting they try to decide how they want to allow the public to address them. They've moved it for, or they put it to the front so that we don't have to sit through all the boring business so that we can address them and leave if necessary. Sure. If people have time constraints or whatever, they've moved it to the end. Um, they voted upon giving us three minute time limits, no time limits, three minute time limits with a 15 minute total time limit. They've done every single thing that they could possibly do to um, not have to hear from us. And um, there is a public comment section that w- happened at the beginning of the meeting this last Monday. And we all spoke no overall time limit, but everybody had three minute time limit. And after the entire comment section happened, a gal thought of a question that she could not bring up at that point. But it was just a really quick one. It should have been a quick question, quick answer. Would have taken about the length of this uh, video that, that I sent to you to ask it and get the response. And then they tell her no. And then the outburst that she gives basically kind of, it kind of clarifies, crystallizes the entire frustration of our entire movement down here in Clarkston. It's it's an amazing 40 second clip. Um, The counselors are kind of hard to hear, but they're basically telling her, no, wait until next meeting and bring your question to the next meeting during public comments. And then she outbursts and it's great. And that's like what I caught just from from like an outside perspective. It was pretty much that look of like, oh, this person or these people. And it's like I've completely... I'm in my position and I'm not going to change it no matter what you say. And it's, it's just like that look of like, can we get this over with? Please shoot me in the head type. Yeah. 
And you can't, yeah, and- as a city council, that's kind of your job. Like, that's you. That's your job description. you got to listen to this. And yeah. whether or not you agree with it personally as an opinion, that's that should not even come into the decision-making process. Like, that, you right. can't bring in your bias as a public servant like that. You have to solely listen to the people. You can give them your opinion and say, here's what I think. But in the end, it's really up to y'all. Because, you know, I work for you guys, and that's kind of not at all what's happening. It's almost the opposite of that here, and you have, like, a front-row seat to it. Yeah, I actually actually sent you a picture of a couple of different pictures to prove that it wasn't just perfectly timed. There's a council member during—this happened during the 35 minutes public uh, comment section. There's actually a council member that fell asleep, literally fell asleep. And that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, oh, he's just going to – I mean, I'm sure he did fall asleep. But, like, the first thing I thought of is that, oh, he's just going to be like, well, I was talking or blinking and it was a weird angle. But there are <laughs> multiple time-stamped shots of and one this. Of his head's tilted this way and his eyes are asleep. And then his other one, the, his head's tilted this way and his eyes are closed. So either he closes his eyes a lot – and doesn't pay attention, or he's actually just full out of sleep. He's what we outburst. like to call in the optometry biz a long blinker. He he, right. just, yeah. he a has very, a long, very blink. long blinker. It's a long blink. Yeah. I, I don't know. Five minutes at a time. But so the outburst. <laughs> back to the outburst for a second. Um, if you go to uh, uh, if you go to youtube.com slash times for poorly, they're right there. But she basically says, or the the council member says, you need to wait and bring your question back to the next meeting. And she outbursts very, very loudly. Damn you people. God damn you people. And she's repeating <laughs> what time. Can and you just, say that? It's, it's, it's <laughs> quite possibly the best 40 seconds that you might see all week. It, it's pretty, you don't get to see her face at all. You just hear her outburst from off camera, but it's on the counselors the whole time. And you can just see that it, really was them off. like you're in the room when this is all happening we're just experiencing yeah. it through basically your your phone and like was the tension just palpable there like can oh. you sense the hatred between your leaders and the people that want cannabis allowed in their county you don't really sense it when the meeting gets started you start to sense it when they start falling asleep on you or you realize that the one that was speciously appointed to her post for and like kind of receiving in a weird incumbent position. That's that lady. Um, That's the one that did the outburst. She sat that. No. Yeah. This is the gal that um, got appointed. That they brought in. Right. We remember that from a few episodes ago when you mentioned they were going to have a vote, but Uh, then they were like, we're just going to bring this lady in. So she's the one, she's the one the outburst came from then. It was not actually no. She she's the one. Um, back up a second. She's actually the one where she, during the public comments, we all were watching her and we all conferred and discussed afterwards. And we noticed that she rolled her eyes at least two or three times. But the uh, the the person that actually made the statement, no, bring your question back to the public comments section. That's what the outburst was um, aimed towards. And he's actually the same council member that's from the four-minute clip that I sent to you that basically says, hey, um, based off of this information that was handed out at the beginning of the meeting, 2136 actually does provide us as a municipality to ban it if we want. So we are 
and this is a direct quote, we are well within our rights to ban it as a municipality, unquote. That is his exact quote. So with that one sentence, we know for a fact, an undeniable fact, that this is going to be something that we will never change their minds on if we give them the entire, uh, if we gave them an entire Bible-sized freaking pamphlet full of statistics, um, full of facts, full of the law, they won't change their mind. Well, um, we know for a fact that 2136 is the law of the land. They've ignored that. We know for a fact that um, there's been so many, there's so many other things that they'll ignore. They, they instituted a ban without a public hearing. There's all kinds of things that are going on in this town that is, it's, it's all wrong. It's just wrong because we voted. We voted. We voted. There's nothing else to say. We voted. That's what they're supposed to do, not find ways around getting around what we voted for because they personally have morally bankrupt their opinions towards their constituents. They're doing politics wrong. They're kind of like like they're doing science like science people does science wrong, like where they start with what they want to find and then they form every single action that happens afterward in order to make that a reality. It's like, well, that's not exactly how that works. And the way I to present our case i try to do the exact opposite i try to find everything that's factual about it and say here's a fact here's a fact here's a fact here's a law here's the law here's a law here's an rcw here's an rcw here's an rcw and then based off of that then i say this is what my belief is built off of because it's the law i believe that we did this correctly i believe that this is something that we wanted 56 percent of people in the state of washington voted for this um 1300 people in our town voted for this 1100 voted against it that gives you a majority of over 200 votes it's a small majority but that's still a majority that still comes to 51 and a half percent of a majority i'm sorry when does the will of the people not count anymore because five people decided that they are better than us this is basically what happened in Montana with the medical stuff. And you're you're in the same stage we were when everyone was like, oh, all we have to do is educate these people. They will use logic and reason and come to the proper decision. But then they didn't because they were just like these people. It's like, what then? And you're in this position now. Like, what do you guys do now short of packing up and finding a new place that's more open and accepting to it? So there's no place within... If you want to call the the law um, providing a reasonable and safe access to your um, to your medicine, I five hundred two. I don't know if that language specifically is in it, but um, there's been people saying. I know that uh, the medical side of it has language that basically says there needs to be reasonable and easy access to their medicine, and anywhere. In the vicinity, we can't go to. We can't go over to the port because the port's got federal funding coming to it. We can't go over to Whitman County because that's a different county. We can't go out to our county because then we'll be going against the will of those voters because in the county in which I live, the measure actually lost 49 to 51. 
So we can either go, everybody keeps on asking us, why don't you go out to the county? Why don't you go out to the county? Why don't you go out to the county? Well, the county zoned it in such a way where we can't do anything about it because there's no infrastructure and there's nothing for sale where they zoned it. And we can't go out to the county because we're going to do the same thing to the county that we're complaining about here in the city, which is going against the will of the voters. I don't understand why that is so easily swept under the rug. That should be the end of the sentence. The people voted for it, implement it. The people voted for it, implement it. The people voted for it, implement it. It's so easy, but since the I-502 was written in such a way that they can go ahead and try to bend it to their liking, yes, there has been six superior courts judge rulings saying that 61 different municipalities are in the right for banning it based off of how I-502 was written. But that is the letter of the law. That is not the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is to get medicine in whatever form that you agree with or not to the people that want their alternatives to narcotics and to oxys and to all of it. There's no reason what is what are we gaining what are we standing to gain by banning this that's what you you have to ask them right like where where does this come from and we we talked about this before like he's got a hard on for other substances but i don't understand Mm -hmm. what the the thing is with this yeah they correlate and another thing that we uh, that i refuse to accept is that the spearheader against us his name's terry beetles he also spearheaded a $10,000 $10,000 tax bond, basically. I don't remember if it was a bond or a tax, some some sort of tax revenue, $10,000 worth. And I believe I've mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating again. He is adamantly against alcohol. He says he will bring up, he's brought it up on public record a couple of different times. My parents were related or uh, uh, involved in an alcohol-related incident. He won't say a crash. He won't say an accident. He just says an alcohol-related incident. Therefore, I am staunchly and vehemently against alcohol. And then he turns around and not only supports but spearheads $10,000 worth of tax money to be spent on wine tourism for our county or, sorry, for our, for our city. So $10,000 was received, and I have no idea how that $10,000 was spent. I've not seen a single ad. I don't know if it went to the ad council. I don't know how they got it involved, but $10,000 of our taxpaying money went towards supporting something he is vehemently vehemently against. It's not wine smelling. It's not wine appreciating. It's not wine looking. It's not wine applauding. It's wine tasting for the specific reason to consume it, to get freaking drunk that is why you have wine tourism is there is there any possibility this is non-alcoholic wine (laughs) maybe because we don't actually have a winery in town which is the next asinine thing oh interesting we spent thousand dollars of taxpayer money to advertise for something we don't actually technically have in our town we have a cellar but we don't have a winery i believe there's a difference because i think a cellar just holds it does it not uh, yeah, it sells it. No, it doesn't sell it. A seller does hold it. Yes. A, a seller, like a C-E-L-L-A-R yep, seller. Yep, we yep. have a seller. Contains the wine. But we don't have, yeah, so basically we can have people, we spent $10,000 for people to come by and go, look at that wine. Good hmm. job, Clarkston. You have a wine seller storage unit. Yeah, you have a wine, <laughs> wine storage, storage capacity. Good job. 
for ten thousand dollars, I would have offered my basement. I mean, you know, I've got I've got almost an acre of property at my, at my place. So I'd be I really probably, curious where that money went. Like, obviously, it didn't go to what it. From. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Where did it come from? Where did it really actually go? And if there was any leftovers, what was the leftovers spent on? And I think. If I remember correctly, that's on a list of things of about 20 things long that I would like to go down to our city municipality and just do a public records request on. Hmm. I've already got one out and I haven't got a response out on it yet. But um, so that's that's that. And we've some of that is old news. And you've heard that before. Um, Another update that you haven't heard was um, the other owner. There's two possible licenses available in our town. The other owner, his name's Matt Plemons, went to court last Wednesday, and he was prosecuted. I guess apparently in this case, since it's a, a civil case, prosecuted is the wrong word. But since I don't know what the right word is for a civil Detained? case, I'm going to use the word prosecuted. Sure. <clears throat> so he was in Superior Court being civilly, quote-unquote, prosecuted or whatever the correct allegedly word is for that. Prosecuted. Alleged, yeah, allegedly prosecuted. Allegedly prosecuted for um, not having a $50 city business license. We have a state license. We have our state um, certification. We've got um, – we meet all of the um, parameters that the state says that you have to meet as a shop. We've done all of that. Everything state-related – completely copacetic the only thing we can't do is operate with a, a city license and it's a 50 dollars license and they brought in a dude named ken harper from yakima and he's going to charge us 35 to 45 hundred dollars to prosecute <coughs> our other owner named matt um for not having a business license now i'm let sorry me- is is this when a license? Spend forty five hundred dollars to prosecute a fifty dollar in, uh, infraction, and why couldn't the city attorney handle that? But is this is this even a license that they do, or is this a marijuana tax stamp move where it's like you need this license, but we're fresh out? Like, this, um, did the it, city? It was uh, not necessarily that we're fresh out. You need this license, but we're going to refuse to issue it to you. And we're not going to return your refund your money. But they did have them in stock. They weren't sold out of of city marijuana licenses tax stamps. No, they no, they just refused to issue it. Interesting. Sent so out, I don't know if is this was sent out or what. Is but. this guy up for re-election like soon, or is this like one of those he was born into the majesty and he will live the dynasty no. out until it's. He dies. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure what year, year you were born, Matt. But um, I've he's been in charge of our town since I was thirteen. Since I was thirteen years old, he's been in charge of our town wow. since 1995. Wow, that's yeah. wow. And he, and he never was ever elected. He got appointed to the seat sure. and has never lost. And he's never lost his incumbency since. And that's so, uh, one of our one of our Facebook friends says appointed county commissioners are the worst. It's a common government format on the eastern side of the state. It takes a lot of actual governing work to actually regulate. They're lazy. It's easier to adopt a superior "what about the children" attitude than actually governing. That is actually the exact words that he has used. We we there's 
Um, you can go to facebook.com or just go to Facebook and look for the daily fly. It is a local new, like an alternative news media that's starting to pop up. And I like that guy. Over. He's the one that did the yeah. interviews that we uh, talked about the last time we had you on. Yes. So he interviewed, um, after we talked about that one, um, he interviewed the mayor and got her to say a bunch of really stupid things on record. And then he interviewed this guy named Terry Beatles, and he gave a nine-minute interview where all he hammered on was public safety. It's all right. about the, keeping it out of the hands of the kids, out of the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. And last time I checked, I thought that it was our responsibility to keep our kids safe from everything that's that is not safe for them. Hmm. You know, like stairs hmm. and bicycles hmm. and bleach. And steroids and politicians and mm. pornography <laughs> and, of course, marijuana, along with all the other illicit things that are of an adult, an adult age. And Ritalin to, and Adderall and anything else that, yeah. Hydrocodone, 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 hydrocodone. I don't know if we can say enough bad things Do about Do you guys have a problem with that there? Interesting. There's a problem with that here. There was actually oh, you know also a problem with that where I used to live. That's so weird. Actually, you know what? They've been, they've actually been really, really cracking down on oxy and hydro abuse in I, our town. So you know what's actually making a really big comeback because it's actually cheaper to heroin, get a hold of? Heroin. 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 Yes. Of course. Chase that dragon. Chase that dragon right yes. into the gutter. Exactly. And, and that's not just my opinion. I actually talked to a kid. His name's Jesse Carpenter. He is part of this Quad Cities Task Force. Sorry, Quad Cities Drug Task Force is the full title. I thought you were going to say up. Quad City DJs. <laughs> yes, the Quad City DJs. It's a part of the, the Quad, Quad City DJs. You may have heard of them um, <laughs> back in 95. They, I was talking with him recently, and he was he stated, I said, what's a, I said, okay, so you're on the Drug Task Force. What's the biggest thing that you face right now? He said, without a doubt, hands down. Heroin and meth are heroin. our biggest problems. Yeah. Biggest problem. Heroin and meth. Absolutely. Heroin and meth has always been a problem in this community. But yeah, heroin is making like a recent, they said within the last year, they've seen more heroin activity than they have in the last five. That's because the doctors were all willy nilly getting everyone hooked on them. And then they started getting cracked down on a little bit. And then they started having to like take everybody off of them. And some people were like, I kind of like those. So now like what are my that. alternatives? It's just like yeah. the, the alter, the, uh, synthetic weed shit, spice and K2. Like there are so yeah. many articles about how that shit is so much more dangerous than smoking oh, weed, but so people better. smoke so it. Much they not smoke it because of prohibition, and it's ridiculous. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And that shit will kill you, by the way. It so will. No, for real, it has. Uh, Spicer K two. Just go ahead and say no thanks. Spicer K two more deadly than the, weed. Marijuana's or the with the methamphetamines is what I meant to say. Yeah, it's bad, bad, bad news. Do not do the synthetic marijuana. It is nothing like marijuana at all. No, it's it's definitely not. <laughs> It's not. It's even not like, even cannabinoids. Them. It's not cannabinoids. It's synthetic no. cannabinoids. And when you change things to create analogs in the RC world, like each little change kind of has some side effects and you don't necessarily know what they are because who knows what this is. Yeah, you might just go and, you know, grab a pen and stab one somebody in the eyeball with it. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. not, not something you need to deal with. 
Um, just stick with something that came from the earth. It's not a big deal. So you don't need to go out and get the heroines. You don't need the, the, the methamphetamines. We just need to do what the voters have spoken. And I guess, I guess basically what needs to happen, Matt, is that we've beat this horse until it died. And I guess we just need to beat it so hard that it comes back to life. Pet cemetery, that, that thing. I feel And it. actually get people to care about it again because people – assume that since 2012 that hey if that's just the law of the land i guess that's just the way it's going to go no not we're not done yet apparently um bigger cities like olympia and in uh, uh in seattle and spokane even can can figure it out pullman well and did pullman, you see i on a on stuff on stuff stories like i wrote an article a while ago about the sheriff of king county getting interviewed and mm-hmm. having all of this great stuff to say about how things have changed he's like it hasn't changed for the worse it's changed for the better like things are better but you okay, still here, here's some statistics i can throw at you off the top of my head the uh the uh pullman and moscow city council members had a meeting in the park they they did a joint city council meeting and at the joint city council meeting the police chief of pullman the police chief of moscow got asked specific questions about the marijuana use um, and has it affected anything um, as far as the police are concerned once um, the legalization of I-502 went into, into effect? And he said, from June 2014 to June 2015, the statistics are thus. There was all of six, six instances that they had legal marijuana issues uh, called in the police station. That is a party town. Pullman and Washington, or sorry, Pullman and Moscow have Washington State University and Idaho, or, or University of Idaho. I've been they to parties there, party actually. Animals. They party so hard that they will actually make other schools put to shame. They party hard up there. So I can guarantee you that there are probably at least six alcohol related calls a night up there during the weekend. For an entire year, there were six instances that marijuana was involved in a police call that is staggering they said the the moscow chief went on to say that um the calls were so insignificant that they're not even worth reporting also i called over to olympia and got some statistics about duis you want to know some dui statistics in 2013 15,150 DUIs were issued in the state of Washington. In in those 15,000 DUIs, 1,180 of them were related to drugs overall. That includes methamphetamines. That includes um, uh, Oxycontins. That includes marijuana. That includes everything. 1,180 DUIs due to drugs. That leaves an overage of 13,000 that were specifically mm. alcohol-related. Now, that's legal still. Hmm. That's interesting. So... Is your county a dry county? I feel like I asked you that before, but... It is not. I would... actually... The council member that I have a picture of that I sent to you that fell asleep is actually a functioning alcoholic and is probably drunk by the time he leaves the parking lot because there's probably a fresh drink waiting for him in his freaking console. Allegedly. I don't know if that's true. I don't even know if he's an alcoholic. I just he he acts as though he were a functioning alcoholic because a functioning alcoholics do tend to 
nod off when they have nothing going on in front of them that they care about. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, and it just begs the question, if there's nothing to gain from it, if we're only doing that, if we're doing nothing but losing money, we're hemorrhaging money, we're broke, there's nothing that we stand to gain nothing. Is it because their pride will not allow them to admit that they are wrong? Yeah, there, there's a picture right there. That's the picture right there. The, and that is not a perfectly timed picture. That is, There's actually a couple of different pictures where his head's tilted one way and then his head's tilted the other way. I, I can't even. I, I can't so, even. That's so good. That's this, so is good. Happening, this was happening during public comments. Oh, so no. what do they stand to gain? What do they stand to gain by making statements like such as um, reviewing – the information handed out at the beginning of this meeting, 2136 reads that we are within our rights, or sorry, well within our rights to ban it as a municipality. But okay, you're well within your rights, but you're going against your constituents. So why are you well within your rights? Why do you feel that you are, why do you feel that that's right? Because the only way that you are in the right is to go against the will of your people that are your bosses. Right. They would use, you would, you would expect them to use that had the will of the constituency said otherwise, but because they didn't like, you shouldn't be invoking that at all. You should be, like you said, looking at how to write a good way to help your community as well as let these people do their business. Like that's all you should be doing with this. Three more things to totally crystallize and 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 um, just really bring into focus exactly how diabolical this is. So they are well within their rights to ban it as long as they want to continue going against the voters. They're well within their right, absolutely. But that's the only way that that should be um, presented. They shouldn't say we're well within our rights, so we're going to do it. They need to say we are going to go against the will of our voters to remain well within our rights to ban it as a jurisdiction. That's how that sentence should be formed. But here's some things that you need to know. For the month of April 2015, they tried a trial to raise some more money by raising the car tabs from $40 to $60. They spent, or sorry, they they raised $13,500 out of that just for doing it for one month. It cost them nine thousand dollars to implement the pre- to implement the test to implement um, the uh, the uh, experiment. <coughs> so a net benefit of forty five hundred dollars to screw your public. Also, number two, they're going to try and put on no, not going to try. They're going to put on the the ballot for this November a point two percent increase in our sales tax citywide so that they can make up the deficit when they're turning down legal uh, state sanctioned businesses that will bring in thousands of dollars. I don't know how much 0.2% will bring in um, annually by raising it, but I know for a fact that people will be pissed. There's people that drive over here specifically from Idaho to purchase their groceries in Washington so that they don't have to pay for the grocery tax over here. So I know that we're getting extra people from um, from Idaho over here in Washington. The second that that 0.2% goes up, we'll lose all that business. So business will go down in, in the town. And then thirdly, I had a third point that I wanted to bring up that brought that this was all uh, going to make sense and I completely forgot it. But there's, hmm. there's things that are happening 
that are important to point out because you go and spend $9,000 to raise $1,300 for a net profit of $4,500 over the course of one month. So say you make $13,000 after you've implemented it, or let's just say you made $4,500 every time. How are you going to say that that amount of money is worth anything? What does that come to? Like $5,000? No, sorry, $50,000 over the course of a year? We can make $50,000 in the course of a month. At least. In the course of one month with two stores with a state sanctioned tax revenue. All you have to do them. all you have to do direct them to the I five oh two data site and you can look at the top tiers and what they're putting out and what they're bringing in as far as revenue goes, taxes and otherwise. Ooh. Like they're There's all graphs that are that. hockey sticks and businesses and industry like would give their firstborn to see charts that good in a business yeah. industry that is just starting out and having to go uphill against all these dickheads that are like, oh, well, you have to do this and this and this and that's not right. Yeah. And well, better start over. Like it's it's insane. It is completely well, crazy. There's one problem with that with your with your fact statement, though, well, Matt. They hate statistics and they hate facts in our right, town right. because we present them with hun- literally hundreds of different things. You haven't killed them with kindness. <laughs> You've killed them with facts and statistics. We killed them with facts, statistics, and kindness. And I'm ready to just unravel my gloves and throw them off. Can I tell you, uh, our our friend uh, from Montana said that in those committee uh, meetings, the members would actually get up and go help themselves to the refreshments table while public comment was happening kind of talking amongst themselves so they wouldn't even just sit there and listen like your your council or did or literally pretend to. they would literally get wow. up and go to the refreshment table which is well at least we don't have a refreshment table because we're too freaking broke to provide even freaking bottled water well or there's municipal that water for that sure we don't we can't even afford to give you cups to get if we had if, if we had a table to get up and walk to oh trust we would be there <laughs> right, right, right. So it, it's this kind of thing, though, that um, that people want to try to dilute the conversation or they want to try to twist the facts around. And there, most people are even trying to help. And I, I can tell you that I answer this at least four to five times a week. Why don't you move out to the county? Why don't you go try it down the port? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Listen, people, we've tried it all. And we are doing the one thing that they allowed us to do up until a certain point, And then they changed their mind and said, Oh, we're going to change our mind and not do that anymore. So we've done everything. We've tried the County. We can't go out to the port because they received federal funding. We can't go out to the, to the other County because that's a completely different County and there's no land out there. And another thing to remember, we are one minute from the police station where we're currently located and currently zoned into. And we specifically like that we were there because the place where people are suggesting that we go out to the County, we are, I believe it's nine minutes away from the police station out there. So a lot can happen in nine, a lot can happen in one minute, but a crap kind of bad things can happen in nine minutes. So we actually liked where we were. The city actually liked where they were and the, the zoning committee that voted for us to be where we're at and wanted us where we're at and wanted the tax revenue from being open who voted for us unanimously four to zero, that's where they put us for a very specific reason. That that building needed renovated, and it's really close to the police station. It was a really good one-two punch. 
and they put us in a really smart part of town. We're and away from everything. We're, we're not near any daycare. We're not near anything. Not we're at least six city blocks away from the school. We're not near anything but a salon, a physical therapist, a music store, and a bakery and a Chinese restaurant. All places that I would go if I was stoned and needed baked goods and or Chinese food. And all of them are within literally 45 seconds to a minute and a half walk from our front door. Oh, by the way, there's also a glass shop right within a stone store too. So if we break your bong, you could come get some uh, come get some product and then go replace your bong pieces that broke or whatever. So yeah, we're in a really good located uh, a really good location. So what's and happening? Everybody wants to over that. What's happening with it now? Like, is the building just sitting empty, or are you guys so still using it for sitting there empty? Um, it is the. Uh, the uh, air conditioning is set at 88 degrees at the moment, so all that weed that was still in there when we closed down, it's all going bad. There was, um, you guys just left weed in there? Well, there, so the thing is, is that you can't, once you've purchased it, you can't return it, and we couldn't sell it either because that would violate our, like, we were stuck in this weird catch-22 where we can't return it, we can't sell it, we can't do anything with it, so it's literally just sitting there, and it's the most big, it's the biggest travesty I've ever seen, it's but drug luckily abuse. we were... That's drug we abuse. That I mean, is that's... drug abuse. But we we knew that things were kind of weird as we were going along, and when we made our last order, we were literally ordering enough to keep us open it like a couple of days at a time. So there's it's a minimal amount. Okay, it's not a true full amount, but still, I mean, there's some beautiful um, there's some beautiful uh, surf wax there that's just going to waste. There's some beautiful um, joints in there that are just going to waste. Uh, it's it's all it's it's all a tragedy from a stoner's uh, perspective. But so the, the the building's just sitting there closed. We have an injunction against us that the judge just renewed because it was only a sixty day injunction. So it got renewed. I believe he didn't make it a permanent one. So as far as I understand it, it's just another sixty days to see what happens. So injunction was filed against Matt Clements. He's the owner of Greenfield's company, and that's the other pot shop that's across the street from us. His injunction got extended as well. So he's taking it to District 3 in Spokane, I believe is what I heard, and he's appealing it in District 3 up in Spokane. And um, Sorry. That was interesting. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, uh, so there's an appeal going on. We have court again as uh, Canner for Life in September, and I don't remember if it's 16th and 17th or 17th and 18th, but basically that's the not civil one. So that's the criminal one where he could actually fail, face 90 days of jail time for operating a business without a city license, which he did in fact do, but he requested a jury trial, and he's going to try and appeal to the jury and see if they'll rule in his favor. But that's that's where rubber meets the road on that one the jury uh, should r- literally just get up and be like are you kidding like is this, go either way. yeah are, really they could what? go are you kidding either way are you kidding why are we listening to this or are you kidding yeah he violated that and yeah he's guilty send him away really like, Would they, is this a small enough town listen is, is this a small enough town where they could stack your jury like is this is this happening is this some aaron brockovich shit right here it could be. I I, I'm, I really have to wait to see what happens when it happens. But that is insane it, it to me. It wouldn't surprise me. Put it that way. It's sad. It's, it's um. 
for sure. Yeah, because we get to we get to choose our six, and they get to choose their six, and we'll see what happens. But um, we have to literally rely on everyone else to continue doing our business and the business and politics should never have to mix up to we should never i should as a citizen i know more about how our city works i know more municipal codes off the top of my head i know how everything works in our town because i've had to i've had to sit down and literally get out our code book and start reading it and by the way reading code at two in the morning with a head full of hash not freaking fun Mm -mm. It's not, not written not to be. It's not written to be like easily processed or anything. It's no, written it's to super be super hard to understand. And I have a friend that kind of does some paralegal work, and I, whenever I get stuck, I'm like, "Hey, what does this mean?" But yeah, I know way more about how our, our town works than any citizen should. And to be quite frank with you, I know how our city works a little bit better than some of our counselors do, and that's painfully apparent when you go to a city council meeting unfortunately you should pretty much just game of thrones this guy dethrone him kick him out like and then be like all right here's how we're gonna do this so it sucks but that's like what it feels like it would have to come down to either that or move like you need to move what i can yeah you need to come live here that is (laughs) the very eloquent um response from the judge once he heard everything from the uh from the defense he heard everything from the opposition or whatever uh you know uh plaintiff and and whatever the fuck um he heard from both sides and he basically told us afterwards the way you're going to beat this is at the ballot box and there's more things that you can do at the ballot box than just vote on city councilors you can also have special elections to recall people and it might have to come to that. Yeah, it's kind and of that's what it sounds one like. Way to, in, the, in the year 2015, having some sort of recall effort, that is, in your terms, game of throning it. Kind that's of. how you that's how you get in there. That's how you take him from his, th- you know, you knock him off his little high horse. Torches, that's how you do that. So I'm looking into reading all about how that works, too. Yeah. It's like Viva That's La Revolution. It's torches and pitchforks and like yeah. H- here and are... it's it's election season too. So tis the season. Things are yeah. Things are about to get ugly. Um, because they have to be. Not because I want it to be. Not because I want to. I've never set out and said, "Hey, I would love to come become a political activist <laughs> and become a weed no. activist." To the point where I literally have people that treat me different now like i've had to come out in in favor of something that i thought i could just quietly mark on my i love this i i've had to come out and and say things that i quietly marked on my uh on my ballot and submitted i have now had to make that known what my position is on certain things and i should never have had to do that what do you think this baby's position is I think this baby's position is, um, first of all, that's probably an inoculation, not a marijuana's. But second of all, the baby's position um, probably is, hey, what the hell are you doing to me? This is not something that needs to be done. And tattooed parents, I'm sorry, I'm about to be one. I'm sorry. That's not something that's on my agenda. 
No marijuanas. Like- marijuanas equal drug babies is what we're looking yeah. at here. And it's from a, a Facebook group. And see, the thing is, we're trying to actually figure out, is this satire or is this is this real? The, is the group is satire. The group is called Band Tattoos Now. And uh, yeah, I feel like it, it has to be satire. If for no no other reason than than for the comments in it and like one of them it says I had a friend in Christian school that got pressured by a devil worshiping homosexual black transgender classmate to freebase one marijuana he instantly combusted c u m b u s t d combusted into a ball of fire and now is in hell praise the that Lord praise amazing. the Lord ban tattoos. So, and then also, there's another one that said, this is true, I was injected with that devil's weed when I was a babe, I grew another arm and was held back in school for three years, I have to take Prozac and antipsychotics just so I don't kill babies. Like, wow. that can't be real, that has to be no, a bot, that or... That like onion-esque type... Okay, uh, one more, onion. one more, one more. Yeah. As one of the scientists who conducted this study, I can confirm that tattooed parents are 105% more likely to inject the marijuanas into babies. I love the, the, five, the extra 5%. <laughs> right? The study has also revealed that parents with tattoos did it for black market ink and malt liquor. Sadly, two of the surveyed tattooed parents lost their children to the Aryan nation. <laughs> like, that, really? That can't be real. It can't. There's no way, There's no way that that's real, but it's all... It's, it's in all that fine. vein, right? That is how that demographic thinks about things. It's like Westboro yeah. Baptist. If that came out yeah. one day to be like, oh, we were totally all trolling you guys... Like, I would believe that more than I could believe that there are actually people that still think that way and act that way in day-to-day life. Like, you tell me that's satire, and I'm like, of course it is. It has to be. Yeah, because then it actually can make some sort of sense Because then it makes sense. Exactly. Yes, because everything that's been presented to me since I've been involved with this – by the way, this is week eight of all of this for me. It's been a um, while, right? just for me, some of the people that um, the people that brought me on board, this is week like 107 or something like that because they've been fighting this since 2012. So it's been a very, very, very long time. And in the two months, I've I've heard so much misinformation. I've heard so much BS. I've heard I've literally come to the point where I haven't heard it all, but I've heard 90 percent of it, and it's. It's still anything that I can, that I hear, that I come across, still cannot answer the question, yeah, but the people voted for it. Yeah, yeah right. but the people voted for it. Right. You, you see the, you know, the safety of children and it will create a public nuisance and it will create this and it will create that. Yeah, but the people voted for it. Also, there's a law that provides all of these things that you're concerned about. There's a provision for that. There's a provision for keeping it out of the, the hands of children. You know what it is? It's called the Dedicated Marijuana Fund. The Dedicated Marijuana Fund provides and uh, provides money for and helps create um, curriculum to keep 
uh, all types of drugs out of the hands of children. It helps keep people um, informed on ways that they can approach their children to have good conversations with their children about drugs and how to keep them from taking them and make good, solid decisions as citizens. This is all good stuff that needs to be happening anyway. But we fund a fund called the Dedicated Marijuana Fund where we have to – that's the first and foremost thing that has to be funded, and we have to take our tax revenue to basically – put out information that would prevent people from buying from us. That's the only industry that along with the cigarette industry that has to take our own money to try to convince people to not use us. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. You know, what's really scary about these is that there's I mean, we know that like what you see in the media kind of guides your decisions and choices, whether consciously or subconsciously. And like whether or not this is satire, the, the whole, you know, tattoo baby thing. Like, there yeah. are, you can kind of see in the comments, there's so many of them, there are real people being like, well, I, like, I, I can't, I, I have tattoos and I would never do that. This is silly. But, like, thinking that it, it's true and now that's, yeah. it's a weird thing because it's kind of controlling and guiding in a way. And I don't yes. know. Yes. And it, it's, it's literally just like everything right. else. I was watching CNN the other day, not to change the subject at all, but I was watching CNN the other day and watching the news coverage of, of, uh, of how they not just – see, that's the thing. It wasn't just news coverage of what Donald Trump said. It was news coverage of what Donald Trump said and then analysts telling us how we should feel about that. In case, in case you were wondering or struggling with the facts, here's how you should feel about it. Yeah, this is what you th- should think about it. And now, where does that come about- from? Who is benefiting the most from us feeling a certain way about those things? Like where the person stands to win against that person. So-, so to apply that to this situation, how? So this is our opposition. What do they stand to gain by putting out? You know, agreeing to do an interview and then saying it's all about the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. We're, pro- we're concerned about public safety. And why don't you just come out and say what you really are saying be in between the lines? Because we can read perfectly between these lines. It's so easy. You don't like it. You have the power to do it. Therefore, you're going to do it. Do you think, That's though, what do, you, do you think it's not that they don't like it? Well, and I'm sure that is some of it, but... I almost feel like it's they were lied to, they were fooled, and now they don't want to be the fool that was fooled. So they're going to do everything they can to be like, no, you can't do that here. No, we're not listening. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening. Because they got duped by the people that they were taught and brought up to, like, respect. Like, this is your government. This is your president. Like, you're supposed to have respect for that. And if they're going around lying to you your whole life, and then all of a sudden this thing called the internet happens, and people are like, hey, we all smoke weed, and it's totally fine. And they're like, holy shit, we... We can't look like fools, otherwise we'll lose all semblance of control, and then it'll be over. I wonder if that has anything to do with it, because if so, then like I can more understand it. Something like that, right? I I can more validate that than them just not understanding it, I guess, or not having a reason to. Just being like, "No, fuck you guys. We're just going to do this because we want to do this." I. I actually don't. We're know making the full excuses for them, but you yeah, know. 
Yeah, because I don't ultimately I don't know what their full answer or what their full excuse is because they just keep on giving us little snippets of what they think and they won't come right out and say the only thing they keep on saying is that we can't do anything about this until there's no more litigation revolving or you know revolving that's around just this, moving uh, the goalposts. That's completely just dodging the issue and buying more time. That's all they're doing. So. At yeah. that point, then, they're going to eventually have to come up with something, and they're hoping that they have enough time to, like, manufacture that bullshit before. Yeah. So one thing that I can do right now is basically just tell you what I know about each person that's opposing us. Right. One thing that I – there are – there's five council members that are opposing us, and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. Um, Councilman Beatles, um, he's kind of spearheading this against us. And he has come out against it in, in on public record, saying that he's uh, he's concerned about public safety. He's concerned about kids getting it. By the way, the last thing that you can do to uh, to keep it out of the hands of the kids, uh, or sorry, the last effective thing that you can do to keep it out of the hands of the kids is prohibit it. What you do do um, to keep it out of the hands of kids is education and regulation. Education and regulation, education, regulation, education, regulation. You don't prohibit things you want to keep out of people's hands. So he's convinced that it's public safety concern. He needs that it needs to be banned. And by way of banning it, it makes it go away in town. Not true. We have some statistics in town <coughs> saying that the black market makes somewhere around 10 to 20 million dollars a year in our town. We don't know exactly because where, we can't exactly. Where does down, he think that, that all goes? Like it doesn't just disappear. People are doing it regardless of what yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't. Just because you banned it doesn't mean that I am not going to get done with this podcast and go smoke some because I've got some. I'm not. I've got you know, some shit. Yeah, and half the people that are down there saying this is what we need have have either gone up to Pullman or have procured it in some fashion. They've got. They've found a a, a medical person that that is able to do it that direction whatever they're doing weed has been there long before any states were medical long before any states had governments let alone a country to inhabit and control and build fences around like weed has been there people that have wanted to smoke it have always been smoking it the people that are more like standoffish and sheepish about it are now smoking it in counties that it's, you know, legalized. I always make sure yeah. in my reviews on stuff stars like to include like in the high and overall section, like, Hey, this is a high THC percentage strain, like new smokers. You might want to take this one easy. Yeah. And for, easy on this. yeah, yeah. My because favorite. there's so yeah. many, like every time I'm in the shop, that's the majority of the people that come in. They're so excited to try different strains because either they haven't been smoking it because of the law being, or they, they were getting it from a dealer. Right. And your dealer isn't like, here's what we have on the menu today. He's like, here right. it is. Here's how much take it or leave it. Because if you don't want yeah. it, this and next I, asshole's going to take it. So exactly. they're super way, excited no about that. This. You know, and mm -hmm. there there needs to be information out there for them. But then you have counties like this. And it's like you guys are completely doing the opposite and actually at a you know hurting your county, your community. It's yeah, one of disgusting. my favorite infographics right now is a is just a it's a black background and it's got in the foreground it's a picture of pills, a picture of a pile of pills about this big round, and then right next to it it's a picture of a bud, and it says underneath the pile of pills it says. I don't remember being allowed to vote on whether or not this exists. Mm. Under the bud, it says 
this has existed since before Bodhi. Yeah, that's I remember, one of my. I saw that going around Facebook. That's a good one. Definitely. So, so Terry Beatles thinks it's all about public safety. <clears throat> Next chair down. I'm just going to go right down the line because that's the way I'm going to remember um, everybody's name. Right next to him sits Clee Manchester. Clee Manchester um, is a reserve cop. He is a city dog catcher. He is a city councilman. And he does something or other else that ha- also involves state-funded paycheck. So every single dollar that comes into that house, as I understand it, allegedly, I'm just saying this is what I know, Every dollar that comes into that house from him and from his wife, because his wife is a reserve officer and works at the Department of Licensing, issuing licenses. So every dollar that comes into that house, as I understand it, allegedly comes from the state. So he is up on a council that is ruling against a state law when he is funded, as I understand it, 100% by the state. That seems like a so. That sounds like who you needed to go to to get your city license or whatever they were complaining about. Like, also, yeah, he's he's um, he's on a couple of other committees, and he's he literally uh, he was voting for us, for us, for us, for us. One instance happened where somebody lost their temper and said, "You know what? Fine, I'm just going to uh, I'm, I'll just have to sue you guys then." And he stood up on his chair and shouted it in frustration. So he should have not have said it. But from that moment on, he switched his vote and doesn't. So he was forced, 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 never said a word about it. Now he's against us, against us, against us, and never says a word about it. So he's pretty much, that's just what I know about him. Um, I'm going to continue to dig on him, see if there's anything else. But I know for a fact that a lot, or sorry, I suspect as a fact that a lot of his income coming into his household is state money, whether it be from his reserve officer job or being the, the uh, one of the animal control officers or whether it be his wife taking um, a paycheck from the Department of Licensing or her reserve status. That's a household that has a lot of goodies that were supplied on the backs of the taxpayers. So there's Clee Manchester. Kelly Blackman sits next to him. Kelly Blackman is the one from the four-minute clip that I sent to you that says we are well within our rights to ban it as a municipality based off of what this says in front of me. I don't know anything other about him other than that's if that's the one thing that he noticed out of an entire list of things that are – so what, what a citizen um, got up last time and gave out a, a two-sided – handout that had all of the good things that are about uh, that um, 2136 provides. He read through that as the comment section was going on. He read through that and in his council remarks, instead of saying anything, anything he could have possibly said, he had the floor and he was allowed to say whatever he wanted. And he chose to say, we are well within our rights based off of this information to ban it. That's what he picked up out of all the good. There's statistics about it. Um, I wish I would have brought that uh, downstairs with me. It's actually upstairs. But there's statistics about the type of taxes we can expect. There's all kinds of stuff. And out of that two-page, one-page, two-sided information, that's what he picked out of that. So that's where he stands on that. Sitting next to him is Bill Provost. Bill Provost recently was at the... um, at the uh, the courthouse with me, 
um, watching Matt Plemons being prosecuted. Again, I don't know what the civil term is correctly, but being prosecuted. He was in attendance at the audience. He watched the whole thing happen. Um, I was walking down. So you have to walk up a set of stairs to get up to the courtroom that we're in. So I was walking down the stairs. My friend that was sitting there with me, um, he's actually going to be the manager of, of the store. So he's actually technically my boss once we finally get back open. He's um, five or six stairs ahead of me, and he's already made the corner, and I, and he sees Bill Provost talking to somebody out there. And he's a good five feet ahead of me, and he, he interrupts them, their conversation, by and just says, Hey, Mr. Provost, how's that recall? Sorry. Every time I say want to say re-election, I say recall. He says, Hey, Mr. Provost, how's that re-election campaign going? And Mr. Provost turns, stops his conversation, and says, was that supposed to be some sort of threat or something? And if you know, if you've ever watched any of our our uh, council meetings, that's how he talks. That he has this terrible, I've ruined my voice. Voice. He's like, oh, is that supposed to be some sort of threat or something? And I literally walked by, and I looked at him. And I just go, what the fuck does that mean? And it kept on walking because I didn't know what else to say. And Rob, my friend Rob looks at him and said, no, Mr. Provost, that's not a threat. I actually know for a fact your ass is going to get handed to you by the person that's running against you. I was just curious how it was going. Have a good reelection and walked off. But how's your reelection campaign going? Is that some sort of threat? What does that? I've never seen a conversation go so badly, so fast in my entire life. That's being primed for a negative uh, pretext on any interaction from that point forward yeah. with any of these people. Like, there's yeah. So yeah. So this is going really poorly. So next to uh, Mr. Provost sits um, Alice White. Alice White is the gal that got um, appointed, and she's only been to. She's only. I think that was her third meeting. Last meeting, she said something along the lines of during council remarks, and we tried to lambaste her for it, and they shut us down because it wasn't public comments anymore. But she basically said, hey, um, I listened to everybody talk tonight, and they keep on saying medical marijuana, medical marijuana, medical marijuana. Nobody's saying anything about recreational. That one statement right there proves she does not know the law because with 5052 and 2136 on the books, Essentially, those two laws take recreational and take uh, medical and make them one in the same. And to be honest with you, it should be one in the same. It's the same plant. It's the same outcome when you smoke it, whether you're doing it medicinally or recreationally. You get the same outcome. You smoke it and you feel better. End of story. You smoke it, you feel better. End of story. There's other good things that it does for you. It fights cancer, can fight help you know help with MS. It can help with Parkinson's a little bit. There's all these other good things that it does medically speaking. But the bottom line is the modality of it is the same. You either eat it or smoke it. Modality is the same. Results the same. You eat it or smoke it. You feel better. End of the story. So she asked that last time. We all tried to respond by saying it is one and the same. They shut us down. Um, saying that it's not public comments anymore. So then I was like, okay, so what kind of what kind of information can I find out about Alice White? This is what I know about Alice White. This is alleged. This is what I know about her allegedly. Her husband runs a car shop. He de- he takes old cars, fixes them, turns around and sells them. 
If you sell more than I believe it's four, I don't know what the actual number is, but if you if you sell more than three or four cars per year as a private citizen, you have to go and get a business license as a car dealership. Oh, interesting. That sounds like the same thing. Weird. Oh, that's no. Is he not so on trial are... for his his infringement of business permits? So she got appointed to a council that is um, prosecuting someone for not having a city business license and her husband flips cars and doesn't have a freaking city business license. Allegedly, we don't know this for sure, but we're pretty damn sure that that's not a freaking car lot because it's a house with a shop attached to it. Don't think you can have a car lot at your house. Is that zoned so, for that sort of thing? Because I feel like if you were incorrectly in a zone for a weed, that they would drop the hammer. <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, this is just allegedly. Like this is that. just hearsay. This is just what I know, but sure, it's worth sure. checking into. Thanks. We got a council member that is trying to po- prosecute somebody for not having a business license, and their husband's doing the exact same damn thing. So allegedly, so we'll find out what happens with that, but I'm going to, I've been driving by that shop and just taking pictures of the different cars that are out front there just to prove that there's, you know, between now and December, there's probably going to be more than four cars sitting out there with a for sale sign on it. So what are you? Are you a car dealership or are you not a car dealership? No. So that's that sitting next to Alice White is Mr. Colstead. Mr. Colstead is the only person that is on our side. Um, the four-minute clip that I sent to you, he speaks very, very eloquently about how the city council members have lost sight about what the city means and what the city stands for and what we should be representing. And he thinks that we can do better as a council and he thinks that we can do better as a city. So if we get a chance to watch that or if you guys get a chance to watch that um, from the show notes or anything like that, it's the one council member that's on our side. Um, and he's he's very, very smart. Every time something comes up that has to do with finances or anything like that, he's always grilling them about, well, did we have authorization for that? Were we supposed to, you know, he's, he's taken them to task a couple of times for misrepresenting where taxes have gone. Um, so that's Brian Colstead. And then next to him is George Nash, who is the biggest freaking leaf in the wind. He's the first person that we had a, um, a hot box about that. Um, I believe that we had technical difficulties that day, but he's, a little bit. that's him. <laughs> yeah. I recall that's that him. though. And he's pretty much whatever direction the wind is blowing. That's where he's headed. He's just grabbing coattails at that point. Yes. He could so, make a stand for what's I, right and actually help the cause mm-hmm. or he can just and, go yeah, with the flow, and, I guess. So I don't have I don't have much dirt on him other than the fact that he's on a public a uh, uh the community development committee. A community development committee met on December second, two thousand fourteen, which is about three weeks after the ban got implemented and he was in attendance to this committee meeting and they discussed how they think that the ban is not doing the city very, uh, a, a service. And they had a hour and a half conversation about why the economic reasons of why it should be, um, uh, removed. It talks about the, um, provisions that, um, help, um, I 502 shops keep people 21 and under out of the shop. They talked about all of the concerns that the council has, public safety, keeping it out of the hands of children, um, not being a public nuisance. All of that was discussed, and at the end of that meeting, they voted to 
um, suggest to the council to have the ban removed. He voted for that. And then he went right after that to the mayor and said, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to do what I just said I was going to do. Why? And all of those things are things that are easily, it's just like they do with alcohol. They send in kids and try and get them to buy without IDs. They do the same exact thing. And guess what? Sometimes stores mess up and shit happens and like kids get booze and kids get, you know, it's, it happens. Kids get pills. Like you cannot stop it. You can clamp down on it as much as possible. And these stores are not where kids are getting the weed from. I'll tell you that. No. Like they're these stores, it, it's on the I-502 data spot. They list all of that stuff publicly. It is not in their best interest to get stung when those things happen. So you know they're right. carding everybody. We're, I'm 35 almost, and I get carded every time I go into one. They just card everybody. Like kids are not getting weed from the shops at all it's a gray beard and a full gray head of hair and they were obviously wrinkled and well well worn and well aged carted them anyway we're almost open for eight days and i'm almost positive that we spotted the kid that they sent in to sting us and we got and we he came in with a vertical id and he said and we took one look at it and said vertical id see you later and we passed our we passed our sting yeah we said sent out a thing um, three days after we got closed down saying that all states or sorry, all, all stores that were tested, um, for compliance passed with flying colors. Oh, we're weird. almost positive that we got one Yeah, because he had, he had a big old pot leaf on his shirt and he had a, um, there's a, there's a pot shop or a, a head shop up in Spokane called peace of mind. Yep. He had a big peace of mind. Um, hat on that was Rastafarian colors. He had a big pot leaf on his shirt that was all Rastafarian colors. Like the we classic. Sure that like, yeah, yeah that yeah. was they're like, hey, go put this garb on and go try to, you know, go pull here, off our sting. Here's blood. your costume for today, sir. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Here's here's one marijuana costume for you. One sir. marijuana's costume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so like man. I mean That's brilliant. We're compliant. We're, we do all of these things. And I can tell you this. I've talked to several people that work at Walmart, and they say uh, they know for a fact that people steal booze from them because they Weird. have a policy that they're not allowed. They will get fired if they chase anyone outside of the door. They can they can follow them till they get to the door. And once they make it past the door, they're scot-free. Weird. And I can also tell you because there's a section back in the back where they keep all of the booze. And if you get it from there and go out the door, you can steal the booze. All if the you booze in, can be yours. All the, you can have all the booze. It can be all yours. You I will come take one booze, shop, please. I'll have one booze, please. One you can booze. come into our shop. And just like going in and reviewing a, a really pretty sparkly ring at a, at a diamond shop, you're not going to walk out the door with that because you're not even going to be able to touch it until you've purchased it. Or at you least might be able me to look at it up on the counter where I can very carefully control your hands and I can say, here, you can look at this and I'll put my hands right here and, and I'll grab their hand if they try to do anything with it. And then as soon as they're done reviewing it, I take it back away from them and put it away or put it into their basket. And That's honestly, like in the rec shops, they have sample jars out for you that have corks on them that you can smell the product because you're not right. allowed to like – 
have any open jars or products. So the industry gave birth to this whole other little business model of like, hey, we can make cool jars that magnify the weed and let you smell it. So like you steal those those even. Yeah, like who cares? Because they're given to the the shops as samples and when they're done with them or they're old they have to give them back you know like if they get stolen it's not like oh now i only have 21 ounces to sell i'm gonna have to make up that other two ounce to come out clean literally just like a little nut just enough in there to to make the aroma sniff so people yeah these people don't they, they don't give a shit about that, Nathan. You know that. They're just... They're, Absolutely. I think what we came up with earlier is... I mean, unless anyone else has any other ideas other than these guys are just complete assholes. But, like, I, I feel like that's that's got to be their rationale, is that they were tricked. They don't want to come out and be like, well, I guess we were wrong, because then they're the asshole. And they're just right. going to cling on to it until, you know, you guys dethrone them. So... And I do believe that they fervently believe, and by their own admission from the leader of the pack, Mr. Terry Beatles, I think they think they have a silent majority. They really do think that they have a silent majority no, that they think is, sorry, is uh, applauding them for doing what no, they do. And nobody's applauding his, you for this. There's no. For that is because he, he bumped into two different people when he was at the grocery store that said, hey, Good job on what you're doing. Um, uh, we're really glad that the ban is in place. They and you said think it that you're sarcastically. They could have been saying it sarcastically. Hey, could have nice been job it. out there. He's like, yeah, that, that was a that, nice job. That was a good job. Hold that's on, on the back. That's on the back. Oh, Hell yeah. That's, there we go. You know, that's a nice but, job. Oh. They could have been saying it fervently, Matt. But sure. the thing is, is that. Um, How's your sample size then? Two people? I mean, sarcastic or not? Life. You, we have a we have a silent majority because people come up to me at the supermarket saying, "Good job on the band." Yeah. Um, here's something that happened: thirteen hundred people said that they wanted it, and only eleven people, a hundred people, said that they didn't. I'm sorry that you didn't do your due diligence and get more people out there like we did. We won. You didn't. It's the law. It's the law. It's the law. It's the law. Hey, guys, remember? It's the law. Remember By the, the way, law? it's the law. This is that. Oh. Seven out of eight precincts in our city said, yes, that's what we want. Seven out of eight precincts had the foresight to say, whatever they they decided whether they saw the tax implications and don't smoke it and say yeah that's a good way to get tax revenue or they do smoke it and say i want to have easy safe access locally for my medicine alternative to my narcotics we had in eight days we had people weaning off of their narcotics and flushing them down the toilet already yeah so um if you want to do a, a just say no to drugs campaign, how about everybody gather up their pills that can afford to gather up their pills and send them back? Uh, there's a huge VA, um, the uh, the Veterans Administration. There's a huge, huge um, um, campaign going on right now where people will take all of their drugs that the VA has sent to them, put them into some sort of bag, and literally bring them back and say, "I don't need these. Give me marijuana. That's I don't awesome. need this. This is my choice." Give me marijuana instead. That's awesome till somebody gets a hold of those and resells them on the streets. But yeah, exactly. at least then well, people, that's why hey, they're taking them back to the VA. At least then they won't be doing heroin. They'll have a fresh supply of, of other pills again to do. So there you go. Exactly. Cleaning up the, so, the streets. 
I don't know what the ultimate answer is going to be. It's going to be result. It's going to have it's to more be resolved. Wait and in see, the- right? It's, it's totally more wait and see. And then basically yeah. having to put someone up that everyone can agree on is going to make the right decisions and have him run against. Uh, you guys need what? Two more seats, and then the guy. Uh, no, we need three more seats. We right now we're. Um, well, actually, you need three yeah, because the guy in the wind's gonna go with the crowd once you replace those two, which exactly. gives you three, which then gives you four, and that's really all you need. Right. Which right. is, it's I a mean, seven-member council uh, mayor breaks any ties, and that's another thing. The mayor has been awful through this whole thing. Um, she basically is um, a sunshine soldier and is on whichever side is winning. She came out a couple of weeks ago with her interview and said that, you know, she thinks that the, that the council is just creating problems. She ultimately thinks it's not going to work out and it should just probably, it probably should just go away. And right, then nobody wants to do week, their job. If you just make exactly. this is going to be hard. This is hard. You guys, let's just say, fuck it. This is way too hard. So the last person that I haven't talked about yet is Mayor Kathleen Warren. Mayor Kathleen Warren is now currently up for re-election, so she's not able to be recalled at the moment. And everyone else that is up for re-election right now, Mr. Provost, um, Mr. Black, no, he's not up for re-election. Mr. Provost, Mr. Manchester, and Lee Bomb, uh, 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 Larry Bomberger's. seat that is vacated and is currently filled by Alice White is all up for re-election right now. So you need to fill some the mayor seats. Has been, and the mayor has been surprisingly courteous the last couple of meetings to the public because she's on a re-election campaign. Sure. But here's something that's really important that needs to be pointed out that I haven't pointed out yet as well. <clears throat> I should have said this earlier, but I'm going to get to it now. The AWC is the Association of Washington Cities to which we are associated and to which we are a part. Um, that is basically for smaller cities like ourselves and for smaller cities over in Asotan that only have six or 700 people in them. That's basically how we kind of bring home our bacon. The Association of Cities kind of goes and collects money for smaller cities and then they share it amongst the smaller cities. We belong to the Association of Cities. Paul Roberts is the um, president of the association of cities. He came out on July 1st saying, um, I had the quote memorized and now I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly. But basically he said in a five paragraph, um, statement, um, at the end of the longest emergency legislation session in the history of Washington, it went 178 days or something like that, or something ridiculous went way, way longer than it should have ever gone. Um, He said, um, in this late hour, we are pleased to see bipartisan agreement upon a measure that had to do with alcohol and this I-502-2136-5052 rewrite. We're most pleased, he used the phrase, most pleased to see bipartisan agreement in this late hour to help drive a wedge into the black market and share tax revenue in for cities that have, um, you know, for municipalities that are lacking in their tax revenue. Yeah. So the association city's president is excited about the tax revenue implications that 2136 are going to bring. We asked her about it 
two different times now. We asked her about it the meeting before last and the last meeting. Where's your report from the AWC? Where's your report from the AWC? She finally reported on the AWC and she said, I didn't find anything out. Interesting. That's kind of not reporting on it then, isn't it? That's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. And that's right there in the city council um, videos that I have on Times Poorly YouTube page. You can hear her say that for her. I, you don't have to trust me. It's right there in black and white for her, for you to see it for yourself. It's on YouTube. You can see it for yourself. All of this stuff is on YouTube. You can see it for yourself. I'm not exaggerating any of it. I'm not making it up. To, to be quite honest with you, I wish I were making I it I wish up also that we were trolling everybody, but this is actually happening, yeah. and Nathan has to <laughs> actually deal with this shit, and it's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, so week eight, I'm into week eight of being um, unemployed for eight weeks. For the first time in my 16-year career, I am now eight weeks unemployed for the first time ever. I, I hate it with a passion. Um my wife has had a breakdown three different times and I have to sit there and try to explain to her why this is such an important deal for me to continue on doing because not only does it benefit our family, it's the best job offer I've ever been offered in my entire life, starting at a great pay with great promise to go upwards and become even more an integral part of that um, company and make even more money down the road. Not only is it the best thing that's ever happened to my family, there are people that are now relying on me to stand up for them when they cannot. There are people that are saying private messages on Facebook. I, I, I so appreciate what you're doing. I can't stand up for myself, but my sister needs it. Or I can't stand up for myself, but my mom needs it. Or I can't stand up for myself, but I need it personally. And thank you for doing what you do. I believe in what you're doing. And I appreciate that you're being my voice, standing in the gap and, and being my voice. So basically I've gone from representing myself and my family and my mom is why I got into it. My mom has MS and this helps her immensely with her MS. So that's my personal vendetta for it. But I'm now standing in the gap for literally hundreds of other people. And I can't just quit now because I'm having a couple of bad days or we have something right. that, you know, this whole thing has been this huge roller coaster up and down and up and down. And the ups are really good and the downs are really shitty. And I'm trying to get it to, you know, level out to where it's more of a just a small up and down. But I'm literally standing in the gap for other people now. I can't quit now because if I quit now, that's admitting that I was wrong to begin with, and that's admitting that they're right and they are not. And, and that's they never exactly will exactly why they're not gonna quit either. Because that's admitting. Exactly. So because they feel the same and way that I do. That's why people vote on shit, and that's why it was it's there and it's working in other small municipalities. It's definitely working mm-hmm. in helping bringing in uh revenue and all that. Just look at the I five oh two data sets, like it's all out there for public to go data mine and everything. But yeah. all right. Well, hey, it was awesome discussing all of these things. We need to keep having updates with you as this stuff happens. And um, absolutely, we'll have links to all your pages and everything in the show notes Thanks, as I usual. Really yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I hope, dude, I really honestly like all the show stuff aside. I really hope that this gets sorted out because I know how much it sucks not to work. And like, especially when you want to and when you have an opportunity like this. Like if I would have moved I know, that... here from Montana and then got here and they were like, oh yeah, shit, sorry, that awesome stuff we told you you could do, you can't do it now. Like I would have been so yeah. pissed. I, I can't even imagine yeah. what you're going through. Like it, that sucks well, for sure. These, these uh, right here, there's there's a, a lot of proof in the pudding. And the, I don't know.
don't know if you can tell if I have thinned out since the last time, but I am down. Uh, the unemployment diet is, is awesome. I'm down 12 pounds. <laughs> so You're so thin. Are you eating out there? <laughs> I, I, I'm eating once a day. Yeah, <laughs> Mostly <that's>, otter pops. <laughs> otter pops are good. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely chat soon. Thank you for listening to uh, to my pleas for help, everybody. I really appreciate it. Go listen to all the stuff that I've got online. Matt will link you to it. And I super, super duper appreciate you guys helping me out in, in the support field. I, it, it's very, very helpful to know that there's another podcast out there that can link up with mine and, and push this along, as, at least keeping the public informed with what's going on. If we can't change the minds of council members, we can at least keep our public outraged and letting them know what's what's up. That's so right, I really appreciate that from, help, Matt. From that, that's where you'll get the people that are going to run against these other people. So that's it's, it's got to happen that way. All right, man. Well, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. So Nathan Betts, we'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, Want to mention the lit email review is up over on stuffstonerslike.com. There's a video for that. Definitely check out the YouTube and uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hotbox YouTube and also on the Hotbox uh, Google Plus page in the photo section. Um, all the weed reviews that are going up on Stuff Stoners Like, there's always a ton of extra pictures that just don't get used. I don't write enough words to put the pictures in between. So uh, I'm putting all of them up there and each each strain has its own album now. So you can go and check those out uh, over on the Google Plus for the Hotbox Podcast. And links to all that stuff are on the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, email, always info at hotboxpodcast.com. Check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, hang out with us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash the jam hole and uh, the hotbox has Twitter. So thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. If you like, you like we where, where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.